Well, welcome to the last cast. This is the last podcast that Rooney and I will be recording from the United States of America because tomorrow we leave for a new life. It is Friday the 23rd of April. It is 2.17pm and finally all our arrangements are complete. All our belongings have been shipped away. Our house has been completely emptied. And all that's left is Rooney and I. So, if you've been listening to these podcasts over the last few months, we really appreciate it. And uh, we'll do one final walk down to the beach and see if there's anything of special interest that we can tell you about. So, Rooney, onwards. Well, first thing I can tell you is it's a gorgeous day. Really gorgeous. Although the temperature's dropped, we're having one of those contests between the winter and the summer, where uh, the winter's just, just, you know, showing us his teeth a little bit. There's a temperature, certainly early morning temperature's really cold. And uh, there's a bit of a chilly breeze, but it's not too bad. Not too bad, is it, Runes? Right now, oh, goodness me. See, you can probably hear it is windy. There's an osprey flying sideways right beside us. He's getting blown around. Poor chap. He almost blew into the trees. Yeah, so I'm just uh, looking. He's from the platform nest. He's from the Hartley family, as we call them which is the first family we, we walked past. It's got a platform nest. I call it a platform nest, meaning it's a nest that's been built on a platform that uh, has been put out for them. And they've taken the offer, built themselves a nest, and they've lived in there, well, last season and now this season. Three of them. It's a very bright, sunshiny day. But there is this wind. It doesn't bother us, does it, Runes? Well, yeah. It's, uh, it's slightly emotional, I have to say. <laughs> because we're, uh, you know, we're finally at the end of the project the whole thing has taken months of planning all the details all the fine details of all the permissions you've got to get all the administration all the logistics yeah it's uh, kept us busy hasn't it runes come on runes keep up (laughs) he's getting he's getting distracted something that's 
got his interest back there. He'll catch me up. He always does. No need for a leash with that dog. Yeah, we're going past the soccer fields. Gosh, the, the grass on that soccer field is whew, this verdant, deep, you know, almost velvet green. <laughs> I think they must have put a little bit of nitrogen on that. <laughs> Certainly wouldn't get that colour without a little bit of help from mankind. <sighs> we used to put nitrogen on our fields in the farm in the 70s. We used to have bags and bags of blue bags of uh, this white nitrogen. Ah, ah, yes. And if I look straight up, there's a very big osprey flying like a kite. He's not even needing to flap his wings because he's just riding the, the wind and the thermals. Hello. Are we going to say goodbye to you? Majestic bird. <clears throat> yeah, we used to put nitrogen on the fields. I think they frown on it now because it's a strong, strong chemical in it. You know, the runoff into the rivers and things it affects the fish and well, <laughs> everything. <clears throat> but this is America. I'm not sure what they do here. And I'm no, that Harry would know. <laughs> My son Harry having got his degree in environmental science. He's always the authority on things like that. Now, I'll tell you about last night. It's difficult, I mean, <clears throat> when you split a family up, you've got to maintain the stiff upper lip. But, uh, you know, we came over here in 2001. Harry was nine, Tommy was seven, Maya was still in Christina's womb. And uh, we have lived here ever since. It's been, uh, you know, 20 marvelous years. And I've got every reason to thank America being a wonderful place to live. What a host country it is. And, uh, you know, my career, 20 years of my career, which is pretty much most of it, has been here. And uh, all the kids, well, all Maya's life has been in America. The ironic thing is that she's now at London University. <laughs> it's not a complete uh, coincidence. She's a little bit like her dad. She's of the romantic kind of uh, persuasion, really. She was looking for a sort of romantic, beautiful university to go to, and she was intrigued with the whole European experiment, as her parents are from the UK. And so, uh, She's now attending Royal Holloway and Bedford College, which is the exact same college that Christine and I attended, met at, fell in love, got married at. 
We didn't get married when we were students. We came back and got married in the chapel some years later. And what a good choice that was. In fact, a, a, a guy I was at college with, Neil Patton, he messaged me uh, a few weeks ago and he said, uh, John, there's a guy, you might remember him, he was at Royal Holloway when we were there, and he's doing a, I think it's a TV programme or something, anyway, on the chapel at Royal Holloway College, because it's quite historic. And I remember you got married there, he said, so you should get in touch with him. And uh, maybe you've got some photographs and things that he could use. Anyway, I did send him a message, but I haven't heard back yet. So either it's too late or it's too early. Hello. Come on, Runes. Come on, Runes. Hey, 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 Rooney, 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 come here. Sorry. <laughs> come on, Runes. <laughs> oh dear. Final fight, Runes. <laughs> you had to put one in, didn't you? <laughs> Just before the end. It was one of those kind of big Airedale dogs. I could tell by the owner's face that he knew there was going to be trouble. <laughs> that dog's a fighter. Rooney is not a fighter. But he is not, he's not a walkover either. You, uh, you have a go at Rooney and he will, he will have a go back. <laughs> oh dear. Rooney, this is the last cast. <laughs> His tail's still up, but I don't think it bothered him in the slightest. Pretty cool character, aren't you, Rooney? Yeah, so uh, there she is, Royal Holloway Bedford New College. It actually merged with Bedford. Um, the year that uh, Christina and I went there, what was that, 1981, wasn't it? God, I see my memory's getting a bit, bit ropey. Uh, so, yeah, and she's absolutely loving it, you know. She's formed really strong relationships, as you do with the people that you meet when you first go to college. <clears throat> well, Christina and I have a case in point, aren't we? <laughs> Here we are, 40 years later, still together. But, uh, yeah, she's, she's, you know, she, she's really loving it. She's loving her course, she's loving her surroundings, because the, the, you know, the main building is a, is a real jewel, a masterpiece of architecture. And, uh, yeah, so she's there. Our middle son, he probably, if you've listened to any of these podcasts before, one or two of these podcasts before, I've, I've covered it, but uh, Tommy has now arrived in Portland, Oregon, having travelled, uh, I think it took him about seven days, because he stopped and had a, you know, stop over people he knew in one or two places, and uh, he's there. He's rented a new place, he's working remotely. And uh, I hope he loves it. I think he will. Everybody you talk to, I'm, I haven't, well, I have been to Portland, Oregon, but only on business. <clears throat> I remember it was beautiful, but, uh, you know, there's, there's a sort of a, a vibe there, which, which is gonna suit his, his nature. It's a kind of a cool vibe. He's vegan, there's a lot of vegans who live there, apparently. Uh, there's a Mount Hood, which is this giant mountain that, uh, has skiing pretty much all year round. 
and he's a you know enthusiastic snowboarder so you got all that at his fingertips he's got a good job he's gone for it so and he's got you know he's got some friends up there too so I think he's gonna be all right and it's been a you know it's been a journey we've been through I'm not gonna go through it but we've been through too much from a sort of family stress point of view the last two years so I think we've reached resolution there um, Harry well he's staying here in Connecticut he has a good job he's got a girlfriend called Ty who we love who we were out with last night and uh, to our absolute delight Ty's mum came with us too and uh, you know first time we met Ty's mum and she's absolutely beautiful too and uh, so we had a great we went to a sort of Harry's loves his steak so we went to Blackstone's which is a sort of a, a sort of posh steak restaurant and uh, Harry and I shared a uh, porterhouse steak <laughs> enormous thing and he likes his meat rare believe it or not it's quite, quite unusual I, I do too so we had this uh, fantastic steak between the two of us and uh, everybody had a really good time it was Ty's birthday that well, of course how could I not tell you that it was Ty's birthday so we were going out to sort of celebrate her birthday and give him a treat farewell you know feast and uh, it just went so well everybody was getting on Ty's mum is lovely and uh, we had a little of course we had a little kind of surprise dessert cake <laughs> with candles for Ty so yeah it was great but um Oh, here comes that little Pomeranian. <laughs> Hello. <Oops. laughs> uh, yeah, so it was it was a you know very successful evening. But of course it didn't really hit me in the sort of celebratory mood that we were in. That it was a party. Because it's not a party yet. Uh, we're actually gonna say goodbye to them you know tomorrow as we leave for the airport that will be a tough one <laughs> I'm not sure if if Stats will be able to maintain his stiff upper lip through that we'll give it a go I'm going past the baseball field which is also you know deep green and there's a I think that's the uh, Ludlow home team also Standing in the dugouts, getting ready for a match, I presume. Oh, it's going to be windy. It's so windy that, you know, really there's no bird life I can tell you about except that one solitary osprey. Who was just saying goodbye to us, wasn't he, Runes? I think it's probably Mr. Hartley. If you don't feel like going back through the podcast and finding out why we call them Hartley it's because <clears throat> in the 
was it 80s or 70s there was an advert for the yellow pages and an old gentleman was calling up a bookshop trying to locate a book on fly fishing and uh, eventually he finds a bookshop that does carry a copy and he says oh you do excellent can I order one and then obviously they say what's your name no, he, he, he's asking for this book he said it's called fly fishing by J.R. Hartley and uh, he finally sort of finds a, you know, a copy they say what name should we put it under and he says Hartley J.R. <laughs> that appeals to me that kind of thing because it's his book <laughs> anyway because ospreys are fishing birds not fly fishing but they're birds that eat fish and you know go fishing I call them the Hartley family after J.R. Hartley <laughs> do you know I don't know if there really is a book called fly fishing by J.R. Hartley I should look that up shouldn't I I wonder if it's based on fact doubt it it's probably the imagination of some some talented marketing creative but I'm going to look that up actually find out well ruins let's walk all the way down to the end of the ridge and then we'll get down to the beach this this part here where we're, we're just walking along this ridge this exact area last year was infested with those uh, murder hornets have you heard about them they're uh, you know they're in quite a few places over you know around america uh, enormous hornets <clears throat> that um, one or two people got killed <laughs> they attack en masse and get you that's the end of the race you're done for and i don't know if these were murder hornets that's what we call the murder hornets because they look big and they were uh, they, they fly like sort of ankle level it's strange and uh, so when I used to walk down here with Maya <laughs> we used to kind of hold our breath and kind of you know stare forwards and walk through there it's like walking through the valley of the shadow of death <laughs> and uh, hope that you didn't get stung we never got stung but uh, they do buzz around you and if they actually sort of touch your leg in the summer naturally we were in shorts so if they touch your leg you kind of yelp in fear oh my god we have got stung ah gosh that's a large flock of geese i think they're not the canada geese they're the brants See, I've, I've taught myself over the last few months to recognize quite a few types of different types of bird I think the main difference between the brants and the canada geese is the uh, well obviously they're different they look different smaller they have you know black and white markings but the thing that interests me that's different is the call the you know the the uh, amplified honk of the canada goose you can't miss them coming from miles off especially if they're in, in flying in a flock and they're talking to each other you know, it, it's uh, it's loud. Whereas the brants have got a rather 
soft, mellifluous sort of gentle tone. I like them. <laughs> well, if I could just paint a scene for you here. Along, alongside this ridge, we're going alongside a creek. The tide is out, so there's a little bit of mud showing in the centre of the creek. It must be a very low tide. And on the other side of the water, the houses have got their own individual private docks. And there's a beautiful blue hulled well, it's in the sort of style of a fishing vessel there. It's really like something off a Christmas card. The sky is beautiful blue. The trees haven't got leaves on yet, but they do have, some of them have got one or two buds. And some of them have got that kind of red uh, fuzz that, that, that you get just before they burst into leaf. It's kind of one of my favourite times because it's so full of promise. You know, you know that you're in for a nice long good summer. The summers here are fantastic. Yeah, the, the northeast coastal region of America, which is where we are, does get the full blast of all, all four seasons. <laughs> Hello. You get, uh, you know, a really hot, intense summer. You know, the temperatures get right up there. You know, you get days in the 90s, which I, I've got to get used to Celsius again, haven't I? I can't think what that is, like 40, you know. Hello, who's this? Ah, now, that's that funny bird. It's, it's, it's some kind of a, like a sandpiper. And when they, when they fly, they look like they're kind of wobbling. <laughs> It looks like one of those glider planes that's uh, you know, struggling to maintain control in a heavy wind. <laughs> and there's some more over there. Okay, I'm going to see if I can nail one more species for you before we complete our last cast. No, they're too far away. <sighs> oh, no, I'm thinking, of course I know what those are. Because we used to see them, when we were out on the boat, we used to see them flying over to the island. They are oyster catchers, that's what they are. Let me just, let me just verify that. I don't want to be making anything up. Uh, so I'm going to get my app out now. Merlin, by the Cornell Laboratory. Right, explore birds. Now I wonder if, if I just... Uh, it says please wait. Ah, okay. Hit the search button and put oyster. See what we get. American oyster. That's him. American oyster catcher. Hemopus piliatus. That's him, all right. Large, bulky shorebird with thick red bill, unmistakable uh, striking plumage, exclusively coastal. Favours beaches where it feeds on shellfish and other invertebrates, less frequent in rocky areas. Gathers in flocks during migration in winter. Listen for loud yelps and whistles. That's them. Often in a rapid series when excited. Hybrids with uh, black oyster catcher occur locally in Southern California. Well, not there, are we? Well, that's him. The American oyster catcher. <laughs> oh, I'm glad we got that. One more. Final sighting and uh, naming. 
they, they are, you know, interesting looking. They've got a, like a very sort of pink red bill, white tummy, black wings, and they fly very close to the surface of the water. They don't really fly very high. Then they, they, you know, they go at a heck of a pace, you know, over the surface of the water. And they make that kind of quite loud. You know, yeah, it does sound like a yelp. Oh, end of the line here, Runes. End of the ridge. We can go no further. Tide's out. And my sinuses must have unblocked because sure can smell the, uh, you know, the rotting material. Yeah. Pretty area, this. It really is. It's lovely. I can hear in the distance the... Uh, the roar of the, uh, well, I, I, I thought it was a landfill station, but it isn't a landfill station. Apparently it's a, it's a recycling station where they, uh, they recycle everything, but whatever equipment they're using, you can hear it. Well, you probably can't hear it because of the wind, but uh, I can just about hear it. Hey, Runes, I wonder if he knows. He knows something's up. Last few days, yesterday, was um, God, you know, we had a team of initially three packers turn up with their with their van, and then they were joined by two more. And uh, you know, they, it's they turn you upside down, <laughs> inside out when you when they're sort of packing up your house. You know, just boxes and boxes and boxes, and it makes such a noise when they rip off the uh, you know the the tape. And then they sort of have this like stretch wrap stuff that they wrap all the sofas in. It, it's noisy. And Rune, Rooney is a sensitive soul, aren't you, Rune? It, it got, got his anxiety level right up. So I put on this Adaptil collar, which the vet gave me. Because um, I asked him, you know, how do I deal with his anxiety over the journey? He said, well, try one of these collars. And I put it on him. And honestly, he pressed it. He, he just seemed to calm right down. I mean, he wasn't totally relaxed, but he wasn't panting and drooling like he does when he gets really upset. So there's a tip for you. If you're traveling with a dog, or you have a dog that's got anxiety, try one of these adaptil collars. They seem to work pretty well for Rooney. And, uh, he's got it on now because the vet said to me, just, you know, just um, put it on two or three days before you go and then take, leave it on for about a month after you arrive and uh, it'll, it'll help him reacclimatize. <laughs> oh, is that Finley? Yeah. Hello, Finley. <laughs> Good, thank you. I've met your husband, oh, yeah. Mike, a few times on these. Walks. This is Rooney. Don't Rooney, jump, Rooney. Right. Okay, I've met you before. So yeah. Uh, don't jump, Rooney. Stop it. Stop it. Stop it. Sorry. <laughs> yeah. This is Rooney's last walk. We leave for. Stop it, Rooney. Don't oh. jump up. Don't do that. Right, it's okay. I, it's, I, we're trying to do the same thing with him. Get him. <laughs> last walk before what? We leave. We're, we're we're leaving for um, Spain. 
tomorrow. For how long? Forever. Forever? Yeah, forever. We're retiring. Wow. And we're taking him with us. He's going to become a mountain dog. Oh, really? Yeah, we're going up into the mountains. Now, uh, what, what's, what's bringing you to Spain? Well, we, we've sort of had a house there for many years and used it as a summer vacation home. Yeah. And now, I can't do any work during COVID because it's uh, my business is all big meetings and things. Yeah. Not any. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. so we just decided to retire. We were going to retire soon anyway. Yeah. So we won't we won't see Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. Well say say hi and bye to Mike for me. Mike, okay. Yeah, <laughs> say Rooney. Rooney and your name is John. John. Okay. John. <laughs> oh well we'll miss you. Yes, they'd get on well these two. Yeah. <laughs> Alright then. Alright, well nice to have met you. Oh, yeah. Goodbye Finley. You too, take care. <laughs> That's one of Rooney's buddies. You just take a bite to him, didn't you, Runes? <laughs> I think you did, actually, Runes. I know. Yours is ever the awkward bow. <laughs> right. So, it's funny, you, you, you meet you have different friends in different buckets, don't you? You have your sort of close friends who are just kind of real proper social friends. <clears throat> then you have friends from other encounters. And so having a friend from my sort of walking with Rooney encounters is uh, quite fun, really. There's, there are two uh, ospreys circling high, very high above the salt marshes above us. I wouldn't, you wouldn't know they were there except for the, the calling. I can, I can recognise them instantly now because of that piercing shriek that they give. Just a single shriek. <clears throat> yeah. So what I think I was talking about the seasons, wasn't I? I get so distracted, but uh, yeah. The, um, come on, Runes, we'll go down this way. The summer gets, you know, you get these days in the 40s Celsius, you know, upper 90s Fahrenheit. And, uh, and then, did you just slip over it? And then you get fall, which is particularly beautiful in Connecticut around here, because this, this is really sort of a giant forest. Obviously not white on the coast, but you know, the rest of most of Connecticut is really just woodland. And the colours in the leaves when they change. You know, people people come from a long way. Oh my Christina's mum used to love coming here in uh, September, October. When you go out. It's breathtaking, it really is in, in some you know parts. If you just get it right timing wise, worth a visit. We've been up to places like uh, Lake Warramaug. We went there for one of my wedding, uh, one of our wedding anniversaries, just before I started a new job. It must have been 2017, I think. Lake Warramaug. It's absolutely, you know, 
natural, beautiful lake, and it's not. Um, well, I don't want to say spoiled because that, that, that's a little unfair of me, but it, it's not um, just surrounded by mega mansions. It's, uh, you know, the houses are much more understated there. They have, uh, you know, small, what they call capes, you know, the smallish sort of types of houses. And they are, I think, in the main, you know, holiday retreats. And, and unfortunately, this, this area too, where I'm, the road I'm walking down right now, you know, this is a holiday retreat area. And you've got a mixture of the original kind of small holiday homes and mixed in with the giant mansions that get built these days. As soon as the uh, small ones, you know, come up for sale, they get snapped up, demolished and uh, rebuilt. Quite hot now. <clears throat> so let's just get me, let's, let's just get past these cars, mate. I think I should have asked that lady what her name was, but it, it seemed a bit <clears throat> redundant if we're leaving, mate. <laughs> But as I knew her husband's name, made sense. Yeah, as I knew her husband's name, it made sense to say hi from John. So what are you thinking, Runes? I think he's thinking, I'm glad I'm out on a walk, not stuck inside that empty house. Yeah, and then after the fall season, you get winter. Now that is my least favourite season. It was good when we first got here and the kids were all young because we used to, you know, we used to poodle up to uh, Vermont most weekends and go skiing. Because it's only about three hours away. And uh, we used to go mainly to a resort called Mount Snow where we had friends. And the kids, you know, would have plenty of friends because it was kind of like our town of Westport that's their kind of winter playground <laughs> and so they'd all go up there and, you know we could leave them up in the mountains skiing to their heart's content and they'd come down after a day's skiing once they were you know good enough to take care of themselves and then we'd all join together with other families and they had a great place called the snow barn which had an open fire in the center of it Sure, that breaks all the fire regs now, but <clears throat> those days you could. <laughs> yeah. So that was fun. And then, uh, lastly though, <laughs> now that the kids have kind of all fled the nest, we did go skiing up with Nicky and Glenn uh, this winter. We had a couple of days. And it was nice. But uh, different with, with COVID, it kind of put a different slant on it, but it, no, it was all right. It just wasn't busy, that's all. <clears throat> but that's, that's the good part of winter. The bit I don't like is the 
in you know very long period of time where the temperatures are so bitterly cold you know you can't go outside without sort of clamping up and uh and then of course the, the snow i mean when it falls yes yeah, fun <laughs> the first time and then you realize you've got to clear it to be able to use your driveways and things and that's hard work especially if you don't have any equipment to clear like i didn't this this winter because once we moved out of our old home got rid of all that stuff anyway winter is over now and we're firmly into the spring season and uh, you know you see those trees in bud all the blossoms and you know that you're in for a nice good long summer so that's this area We've lived here for the last 20 years, as, I, as I've said. But it's not, that's not it. We are off for a new adventure and a new life in Spain. It's a bit daunting. Sort of, you know, really doing it. I, can't, I, I had this idea that, you know, we'd, we'd keep a place in America and we keep a place in Spain and we spend our time in between the two. Well, economically that didn't work out. <laughs> it's all the, all the kind of turmoil of uh, the last really six, seven years of rather spotty employment. You know, I didn't have six or five years of employment. And uh, in the years when I wasn't being employed, I had to, you know, use savings to keep going pay the enormous bills that you have around here anyway it doesn't matter I don't really care about that because uh, you know we can still come back and now this is interesting Betty Blake you might have heard podcasts where I talk about uh, a lady called Betty Blake well we didn't know Betty before we moved to Fairfield which was only last April and uh, you know she lives quite close you know about half a mile away and she goes on walks and she loves dogs and uh, you know she, she came across Rooney out on the front lawn one day and she didn't know her but she stopped and said gosh that's a lovely looking dog <laughs> she must be short sighted eh Runes was she talking about you <laughs> just kidding then. anyway <clears throat> She sort of liked the look of him, very keen on dogs. She, she lost her own dog some years ago and hasn't replaced him, but does like to walk people's dogs. So she said, if you ever you want to, you know, want me to walk him, just please ask me. Well, you know, one thing led to another and uh, we had a big storm <clears throat> over, the, uh, over the sort of the early part of the summer last year. And I had a generator and I knew yeah, she's in her 80s, early, well, about 84, I think. And uh, I was just a bit worried that her power was out and she was, you know, suffering. So Christine and I said, well, our power was not out. <laughs> let's, let's just check, see if Betty's power is on or off. And we went around and sure enough, it was off. So we took our generator over and she was out for about a week. So it was lucky, really. So, you know, we became friends after that and then I don't know it 
this is something we just get on with, don't you? And uh, she came to me, you know, one day and she said, and, and she did look after Rooney when we went to Spain, actually. Um, and, and not when we went to Spain, when we took Maya over to college and then went to Spain. So she had him for like three or four weeks. And uh, so that was good. And she completely fell head over heels in love with him. And then uh, she asked me, you know, discreetly, she said that she was having some issues medic medically and she needed to be taken to Yale University Hospital. You know, would I take her? I said, of course. And anyway, she sort of became, a, she confided in me quite a lot. And, uh, you know, so I took her and then she had to go for a, in fact, the first day I took her was the day that, uh, you know, that, that, that sort of army of Trump supporters invaded the ca Capitol building. I think it was January 6th. Quite a, quite a memorable day. <laughs> we were there at the hospital when it happened. Anyway, she had to go for a follow-up appointment about four or five weeks later. And, uh, and uh, she'd had a fall in the morning, so she was in a lot of pain. And I took her and I said, well, it's lucky, really, that you're going to a hospital because we can uh, get your arm x-rayed whilst we're there. Anyway, to cut a long story short, um, I, I mentioned this to the nurse when I dropped Betty off. You're not allowed to go in, COVID rules and everything. But I just mentioned it to the nurse. I said, any chance of a, uh, an x-ray because she's in a lot of pain. She said, I'll, I'll talk to the doctor. Anyway, they, they then called me. I was waiting for her in my car and they called me da up and they said, you know, we've got to talk to you about, about Betty. <laughs> I think they thought I was like a son or something. So I came up and they said, we can't let Betty travel. Her blood pressure is so high. She's in pretty much an emergency state. So, oh my God, all right, what, what do I do? You've got to take the ER. I said, okay, where's that? I said, Rooney, come here. Rooney, come here. Come on. <laughs> Sorry, he's very friendly, but uh, <laughs> come on, Rooney. Sorry, I'll just put him on the leash. <laughs> anyway, um, I had to wait whilst they tried to sort out why her blood pressure was so high. I think it was really just a, the impact of the, the pain that she was in because of her broken arm, because she had, she got an x-ray and she had chipped a bone in her elbow. Very painful. Anyway, I kept her a few hours. I went home and then came back again to bring her home. <laughs> and uh, I don't know, we, just, we, we had her over for Thanksgiving dinner because she was on her own. She's a lovely lady and she's the mother of a very famous uh, tennis star. She's Betty Blake and her son is called James Blake. Not that we've ever met him. But, um, <clears throat> but it was a, you know, it's just a nice thing. Anyway, what I'm getting to is, um, yesterday, she came over. She said, can I walk Rooney one more time? Of course. So she took him for a walk. Then when she came back, she said to me, listen, I've been thinking, and you may think I'm crazy and discount this immediately if, if you want. But she said, when you want to come back to America to see your, you know, your son Harry or son Tommy or your friends, who's gonna look after Rooney? I said, I, well, I don't know. We'll find somebody. And she said, well, what about me? 
I said, well, how are you going to do that from, from here? She said, no. She said, I'll fly to Spain and I'll uh, stay with you for a few days and then you fly over to America and I'll take care of Rooney until you come back. I said, you know, Betty, that's a heck of a good idea. If you want to, I mean, can, can you travel that far? She said, yes, I used to travel to Australia to watch James when he was touring. I'm used to all that. And she's a tough old bird. <laughs> so I mentioned it to Christine and she said, brilliant idea, let's do it. So, <laughs> runes, not the last time, I don't think, unless poor health gets in the way. I don't think it's the last time you're gonna see Betty, he really loves her. <laughs> so, that's a nice little, you know, situation. And honestly, we've, we've only known her in the past 12 months, but she's become, you know, part of the family, really. <laughs> and she's, you know, she's all there. Got all the marbles, doesn't she, Runes? Oh yeah, she's even written a book, which I packed up now, I'm sort of halfway through, about, you know, her son James and his life and all that sort of stuff. Good book. So, uh, we'll see what happens. It's nice. And she said, you know, I've never been to Spain. I've been all over the world, but I haven't been to Spain because they don't have a major t tennis tournament. She's, you know, she went everywhere with her son. He got to uh, number one ranking in the US. He was the, you know, the best tennis player in America. <clears throat> oh, noise. Okay, I'll pause. All right, we got past the uh, noisy. It was a, you know, a water jet, pressure jet uh, cleaning service that the house was having done. These houses really are in pristine condition. It's going to be interesting, sort of, got so used to this. But I know if we can't go on the beach, sorry. <laughs> oh, he wanted to go onto the beach, he knows the way. We can't at the moment, Runes, but don't worry. When we get to Spain, you'll be back on the beach. What I've got to do with Runes is I've got to acclimatise him to the car. He doesn't like car journeys and gets a bit car sick. And, anyway, I think it's just conditioning. I've got faith in you, Runes. I know. He's become the last, last sort of couple of weeks, he's become really dependent on me. <laughs> oh, that's because we're best buddies, aren't we, Runes? You and me? <laughs> you know, I've got, you get into some sort of bad habits. I, um, you know, I talk to Rooney, as you can tell. <laughs> and uh, <clears throat> sometimes, you know, I, I say something and I say, isn't that right, Runes? I was driving in the car with Christina yesterday or the day before and without thinking I said when I was talking to Christina I said isn't that right Rooney? She looked at me like I'm not Rooney. <laughs> oh dear what hope is there? Hey Rooney. <laughs> well we shall see he keeps going the wrong side. Come around this side. Um, so yeah, today, you know, I was having a bit of a meltdown actually. It was trying to coordinate the final arrangements to make sure the house was cleared 
I'd, I'd organised for, um, art, you know, we had, we had the, the packers come yesterday and took everything away. Then of course, there's a whole lot of stuff that you can't take with you, you just got to chuck it out. So I organised for this, uh, you know, trash removal company to come and just take everything away. And, uh, and also the, the guy, I organised for the guy to take the Jeep uh, away because that's being shipped over to Spain as well, but it's a slightly different service. They don't put it in a truck, they, and they put it on a vehicle, you know, transporter, and then they, it ends up in the same container. But anyway, they all pretty much arrived at the same time. <laughs> so, you know, that, that stressed the old <laughs> capacity to keep cool. <laughs> And so I was trying to coordinate everything and uh, make sure that we didn't miss anything. Because you know what it's like, <laughs> these things are final. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> Come on, Riz. Hello. <laughs> so I, I, couldn't, I couldn't mess it up. Anyway. Yeah, so you can't mess these things up because they're, you know, we're, we're leaving one way. Can't just you know go back and you know put a few more things on the truck and once it's gone it's gone. Anyway, poor old Christina, she's trying to help me as much as she could, but she's been working right up until the last minute. So you know it's, it's all been you know, all the arrangements have been done by me. You know I get my knickers in a twist sometimes when, <laughs> when I can't concentrate. But w w what was worrying me was I was dealing with all these things, but people kept showing up to say goodbye to Christina and give her gifts. <laughs> you know, hugs and long, long goodbyes and all that sort of stuff, which of course I understand, but you know, I was trying to sort of work around them and uh, try to concentrate and make sure I got it all right. So, <laughs> like, yeah, a little, little bit sort of, a little bit of a meltdown at one point, but anyway, it was all right. Um, But yeah, but you know, Christina really is, she, she, you know, because she's a fitness instructor, she works in two different gyms and she's got, I don't know, 30, 40, maybe 50 private clients. Everybody knows her. <laughs> and because I was just in business away, you know, nobody knows me, which is fine. So I know what Prince Philip's like was like, because you walk two steps behind. <laughs> Two steps, two steps behind Christina. Everybody's paying attention to Christina, and I'm just trying to get things done in the background. Suits me, you know, fine. That. <laughs> oh. Oh yes, Rosie. Hello. We have met before. Yes. Same uh, black lab from before. Same black lab. Yep. That. Yeah. That's yes, him. Yes, we should get acquainted. <laughs> black. Oh, nice to meet you. Nice to meet you. <laughs> and uh, what's your dog's name? Rooney. Hatch. That's Hatch. Is it? Hello, Hatch. <laughs> Ran to the other He's guy a... I saw the other day too. Oh, you did? Whoops. Same two black labs before. Sorry. <laughs> oh. <laughs> All right. Well, we'll probably see you on the trail, Hatch. <laughs> well, I won't. You. You. Okay, have on. you just got him or? You just got him, or? No? Cool. All right. Well, we'll, uh, we'll keep, 
Keep moving. All right, nice to meet you. <laughs> there you go. I didn't like to go into the whole thing of we're leaving. Somebody you just met. Poor chap. Guess we should get acquainted. Um, yeah, so I am Prince Philip to, to Christina's you know, queen. <laughs> and it is like that. But uh, yeah, finally we got it all done. The car went, all the packers have finished their job. We're just going back to the house now to... We've actually asked our, our old cleaners to come. We used to, in the old house, we used to have cleaners come every week. We haven't had them here because it's a small house, I can do it myself. But the big, the deep clean, because it's a rental, to get it you know, nice, and, nice and clean and shiny for the new renters. Well, that, that will happen this afternoon. And then, once the cleaners are finished, then uh, we leave. So it really has to go in a, in a car, which uh, will be a challenge. <laughs> we'll work it out and we're going to stay the night at uh, Nikki and Glenn's and then off to the airport tomorrow. But, uh, yeah, Christina knows everybody. And uh, I, I, they kind of, some of them know of me. <laughs> some of them, you know, I have no idea. Like sometimes if we're in supermarkets, I, I actually realized it's a bad idea to go shopping with Christina because it takes twice as long. <laughs> she meets people in every aisle and they all want to chat with her. You know, and, and usually they don't know me, so I'm just the guy that's, you know, standing you know, a little bit away from her, not, not wanting to get into the conversation because there's no point. <laughs> and eventually they kind of think, who's this guy that's hovering around us? And then Christine says, oh yeah, this is my husband. Are you married? Didn't know. <laughs> uh, anyway, I'm going to have to just pause a little bit here. Second. Well, I'm just round by that baseball field again. There's a very well organized looking uh, team warming up. Uh, let's find out who they are. Prince, stand here. Excuse me, guys. Who are you playing? Who, who are you playing? So that's Fairfield Ludlow. Who are you guys? Oh, we're from Norwalk. So why have we got the Huskies coach? Like our, I don't know why, but yeah, that's like our bus that we took here. Oh, I see. Right. It's a cool bus. <laughs> well, good luck. Thank you. Nice job. <laughs> Thank you. Okay. So it's Norwalk Walk versus Ludlow. <laughs> you see, we wouldn't have known, would we? Ruined if we hadn't asked. Yeah. They do look smart. Dark blue jumpers, or shirts, I should say. They all wear these white uh, long trousers. I like that. There's some sort of tradition of a bygone era there. Great game, baseball. Anyway, they're just warming up. So we went hover around their rooms. There's nothing to see. 
Uh, he said you were nice dog, Ruth. <laughs> yeah, that was cool. I like it. So, well, we're back on the trail. This is the last time, Runes. Back on the old nature trail. Wind's got up here. It's a bit windy around here. I don't think we'll go up the Coyote Trail again, Runes. We've got to get back. But at least we got this last one in. Yeah, the tide is still flushing out through these uh, sluice gates. Very low tide actually. But I can't really give you anything exciting in the way of wildlife. I can't see anything. <laughs> Except for the beautiful, beautiful blossoms on the trees. One or two of them in this area too are blossoming. It's a very white blossom. I don't think it's a dogwood though. It's another. Oh, runes. Wait. See here, my absentmindedly walking on the leash when uh, we don't have to. There we go. Free runes. <clears throat> well, we we better move into the clothes, I think. Or should we call this the close? Yeah, we'll call this section the close, really. Because I think we don't want to go on too long. But it's been an interesting journey of learning the game of podcasting. <laughs> and to, to anybody who's been following and listening, huge thank you. It's, uh, you know, I have to say, it's kind of, it's that that's inspired me to keep going. I can't see who's, who's watching, but I, I do see how many times the podcasts have, have been downloaded. And it does make me sort of jump for joy when I, when I see the numbers go up. <laughs> well, we're not uh, like a major media outlet, are we, Runes? We're just a funny, funny old guy with his dog. <laughs> But we got, you know, pushing, what are we now? We're sort of 540, pushing 550 downloads. So thank you to all of you who've been downloading. I hope it's been some fun. And, uh, you know, we're not ending here. This is not the last ever cast. This is the last US cast. So well, there'll be more from probably from the mountains and the hills of Spain. I don't know when the next time we'll be able to do it. It's probably Monday or Tuesday next week. <clears throat> if we survive the journey runes. <laughs> I think we will. <sighs> so that'll be good. But um, I think it's been a tremendous learning experience. All I can conclude really is, wherever you are in the world, wherever you are in your journey through life, there'll, there'll, be, there'll be ups and downs, of course, but just uh, as Rooney has done, 
you know, just keep a positive outlook and, you know, life is, uh, life is really good fun. So, that's it. There's just a, a lady walking past me. I let her get past her. I say farewell. So, farewell from the USA. And next time we talk, we'll be from the Iberian Peninsula, Peninsula and from southern Spain. And as if to say goodbye, a beautiful, beautiful osprey carrying a fish has just floated past me and oh, landed in a tree. And is now going to tuck into his meal. So that's our last abiding sighting of the Stutzcasts of the USA. Speak to you from Spain. <laughs>